0: Free association new music right there from E. They have a new record I'll Complications. I played the track Acid Mantle and E is with me. Talia Zedek, Gavin McCarthy, Jason Sanford, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for yeah, time. thank you. So I want to ask you, because we, this is your third record and we talked about this a little bit last time, but um, it's all three of you are here now. I wonder if you could talk about... Um, the the geographically distanced bands now everybody's separate now with the pandemic but but how did that change did that change this record at all in terms of you know jason having moved to boulder and now and now the the band is just because a lot of bands do this successfully has that changed anything in terms of uh you know how the how the record was put together and how the how the stuff was rehearsed definitely
1: definitely yeah. It, 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 it forced us to be more efficient. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we were, as you say, we were ahead of the curve with being remote. Um, but what our, our, we used to spend kind of, um, just hours and hours and hours in practice, which, which was, you know, a lovely time. Um, but we, it, it was, uh, not necessarily a, a focused time. Um, and, and with me being now living two thousand miles away, um, it, it forced us to to reevaluate how we work and how we could work to to continue on. So so we sort of developed this new methodology instead of instead of like coming to practice with, hey, you know, here's this little riff I wrote and and maybe we could make something out of it. It it now became um sending of uh, an audio file by by email and like hey hey here's some here's some ideas I have I wrote these these parts and and what do you think and and then we would kind of get as much together as we could line it all up beforehand and and then when I would come into town we'd have these really intensive practice sessions uh that would last for like six or eight hours until we were totally exhausted and and uh but they they proved to be like like really uh, if effective, focused times where we got a lot done in a relatively short window.
0: Yeah, I mean the the records is, is super tight. The songs are really tight, and they feel fully realized to me. Um, and and I, it's interesting because you you talk about since you're only in town for a certain amount of time, you're doing these long intensive rehearsals, which reminds me of. You know the loft scene in New York when Cecil Taylor used to do these like ten hour, <laughs> ten hour rehearsal sessions. But I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, I wonder if the um, if the songwriting changed as a result because you guys were probably rehearsing weekly before while you were in town, right, or 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 fairly regularly. I think yeah. the songwriting
2: did change because of it. And you know, in spite of being, I mean, in addition to being a guest, more effective or more efficient. I mean, there was definitely a lot of hand ringing. Um, You know, I think particularly between me and Talia about because we would get together more often. And, you know, we were really under the gun in terms of the amount of time that we had um, because, you know, we knew Jason would be able to come to town for a week here and there. We had some deadlines um, and some unknowns going on with the record the, the label potential and also a potential release date on a given label. So there was definitely a lot of hand in addition, um, but it did, I mean, I think it did sort of change the songwriting process. In, in, I mean, obviously the process was different. Um, it allowed me personally to think really differently about the stuff because now I was recording it at home all the practices and ideas and then I could of course you know cut and paste a bunch of stuff for arrangement ideas and and stuff like that so and also I mean I personally would spend a lot of time alone with you know practice material or ideas that maybe me and Talia had worked out because we're both in Boston Um, and then like I could sit with it and just like tweak it and you know, come up with ideas that I could then later run best these guys um, about, you know, a particular song maybe that I was singing on or, or something like that. So, um, I mean, I think for better or for worse, it came out pretty good given the challenges with social distancing. And we we were planning for, you know, we were practicing social distancing. This is back, this is we last. We wrote
3: year. all the songs about the pandemic. We, and we wrote
2: the songs about, know, yes. about yes. sickness. Yes. We, I mean, predicted it for being so ahead of the curve. I mean, we have been, you know, people have mentioned we've sort of prophetic in certain ways.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, there's a song called Contagion Model, which is, you know, un- unbelievable. You hear that and you think, how how is this, how is this possibly written before the pandemic? <laughs> well, when you're
2: when when you're a full-time paranoid hypochondriac, I mean that kind of you know you, that's just lifelong. That's just that's just regular day for you. <laughs> that's <just average> day. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That song is actually about a guy named Gustav Le Bon, who uh, came up with uh, behavioral contagion theory in the uh, late 19th century.
0: It's a like, cool. The lyrics are. Did you write the lyrics on that?
2: Yeah,
1: kind of.
0: That's cool. Yeah,
1: wish I'd done a better job, but whatever. Gavin wrote that one, and he sings that one, and yeah, we usually all write what we sing.
0: Right, I figured so. Yeah, let, let's play that. I want to play that song, and I also want to play Dead Drop, which is another song you sing on. Which is, I love the, I love the lyrics on that too. Uh, you're listening to Free Association. E is here. We're playing their new record, Complications. This is the track Contagent Model.
2: The germs with this diagnosis, man. I can't confirm.
0: Free Association. That was the track Dead Drop. And before that, Contagion Model from the band E. They have a new record out called Complications. They're here with me. Uh, Gavin, do you want to talk about Dead... I love Dead Drop. It kind of reminds me of... I'm a big spy novel aficionado. And I heard some lyrics in there, chalk marked on the box and all this (laughs) kind of thing. And I, you know, like I was thinking Le or, you know, Spire came in from the cold and stuff like that. I mean, is that kind of what you were you were going yeah. for with that yeah and that's what i
2: was thinking and was, incidentally i was watching a le Carre adaptation last night um called, oh, which one? Uh, called the night manager
0: oh that's a great one yeah, i haven't read re- i
2: haven't read it it's the series is pretty good it's a little like over the top british in a way and it's it, it has some amazing moments but it's also got some like okay this is like a little goofy at least the
0: adaptation yeah i saw that i saw that one that was the guy the guy from house right yeah. That's right, yeah. But so Now yeah, that,
2: that was, he's British, I have a, a respect for him as an actor because I had no idea he was a British guy. You know who I was also thinking about in that song is a guy named, I think his name is Robert Hansen. Um, he was an FBI agent who was um, like really one of the worst spies that had ever infiltrated the FBI. And he was also um, kind of a, like a both a really devout religious Catholic as well as a somewhat sexual deviant and just a real, to me, a real interesting sort of, you know, an interesting <laughs> sociopath, essentially.
0: There's a really great book called The Spy Among Friends about Kim Philby who infiltrated uh, yeah. the, uh, yeah, the the uh, MI6. Yeah, yeah. And it's really, the, the whole world is really interesting, that whole, because it's all about, um betrayal and and uh relationships and and all that stuff is but that, that's such a great track i mean that's one of my favorite tracks from e
3: that was the only track i think that was the only correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was the only track that we actually wrote all together spontaneously while in the room together wow um all the other ones kind of people came in with germs of ideas but that one was uh yeah, just it just we just wrote it like all like sort of like spontaneously, right? It was like at that we so. like one really long practice or something. Yeah,
2: well, Contagion model started that way too. I think It started that way anyway. Jason just had the opening riff. Right, right. And then I was like, play that again.
0: But at one point, you you right. you guys said you were you were recording jams, and then Gavin, you would kind of splice together the jams and come up with
2: yeah, a little bit here yeah. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. like. We got together, I think we had two, um, two individual week long, you know, five days, five days a week sessions. And in the first session, we had some kernels of ideas that were recorded. And then I think in the interim, I may have tweaked them a little bit. And then I would play them for Talia and then Talia and I would work on them. And then, you know, Talia would take a recording home and think about her guitar part or tweak her guitar part.
0: Um, stuff, you know, stuff like that, yeah. essentially. But are you, are you the one doing, I mean, is, are all of you kind of tweaking stuff in, 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 uh, d- digitally or like coming up? I mean, you, if you have a bunch of ideas, are you, are you sort of putting those together and then sending them a, a wave file and saying, you know, this is, I like this idea and this idea. What if we combine these ideas? I'm or not. Just, yeah. Are you just listening to like you Get- know, 10 hours of rehearsal?
3: I'm using Gavin <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> yeah. Gavin
3: is a good setup, and we we live pretty close to each other and um and I don't have any kind of recording setup, so I would kind of like save these little riffs and then till I got together with him, and then we'd play them together and and he would record them and then yeah he was he was the one doing doing the chopping up, and we'd send it to Jason and I can't remember if Jason ever chopped stuff up or not, but <laughs> I, he would send us riffs. You
2: sent um, versions of, I think, Gelding and uh, maybe Miasma. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that, I found, was your, and, you know, I I would like this kind of thing to happen more often. So when Jason sent a version of his song, the way in which it was performed, and like, like the click track that came along with it, really influenced how I thought about the song as a whole and how I wanted to help, which direction I wanted to help push that song. So the click track wasn't just a your regular click, click, click. You had, it was like it was almost like this distorted like snare drum sound um, that was sort of quiet. And I was like, well, this sounds like some weird little electronic drum kit. I want to, I want to play the drums like as straight and as electronic like as <laughs> I can, because this sounds really cool and that would be a different texture. I don't think I was really successful with that, um, but that was the attempt anyway. So, I think when people send recordings, the environment in which they record in, or the imperfections of their setup, or the sounds, can really be something that is actually used in the creative process to to open your ears to things that you may not have been thinking about, especially when, I mean, if you record something at home, you can really get locked into it too much in the way it sounds already, and then Right,
0: yeah. just like you would with a rough mix, you kind of get married to a rough mix or something like that. Right, yeah. right. So, um,
2: way back with the the
1: first record, Talia had this kind of this this little um, uh, description of the band that was that that was. She called us uh, uh, soul music for for machines. Wasn't that it?
3: Yeah, it, something like that. Yeah, yeah. and cool. and
1: and there's been this kind of this ongoing to me very interesting uh um interplay between the idea of the organic and the mechanical in our band um and for me it's you know i've always been like a really uh you know like physical in person live analog i'm always on that side of the of the divide and i and i really want to kind of shut out, um, you know, totally computer generated music, but, but then to, to kind of come into this, this remote situation and be like, well, there, there are these tools and it doesn't have to be a, a totally, um, either, or kind of a binary situation between being, um, succumbing to, to the automation of machines or being humans, that that we can use some of these tools in an organic way w- was sort of a revelation in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean the, the the whole concept of machines is interesting in music because I've heard different people refer to machines, like Peter Brossman used to say, I love these machines. It's like, oh, he's talking about saxophones. You know, when he says like, he has all this whole suite of saxophones, he he thinks of them as machines. And it's like, oh, that's that's kind of interesting. I mean and and actually we haven't talked with you about about this yet Jason. I mean you had a whole long history with Neptune before this band and actually creating your own instruments. And just on this last track Dead Drop there's a great low frequency sound that just comes in. I mean the low the low frequency stuff on this record is just fantastic. Can you talk about that? I mean your your role in this band is there's no bass player, but you've you're you're attacking some of the low frequencies. But you're also doing a lot more than that, right um, in terms of you know creating a lot of uh, cacophony with certain instruments and what how do you how do you feel like your role where your role is in this band
1: yeah so i i, I mean this this band is one of the interesting things about it is that we decided no bass player from the from the get go, and that forces us all into a different uh, position and it, and it makes us all responsible for a different set. It, it shakes up the, the standard rock trio and, and it um, makes us reconsider our roles. Uh, so, so we're not, we're not just like stuck in it, uh, a, a certain role. Um, so I, I, I think from time to time, we all deal with, Um, lower frequencies that a bass player might be occupying if there were a bass player in this band. Um, So on this, on this record, well uh, uh, on the earlier records, there was the E stomper pedal that I built, which is um, it's basically just a pedal that I stomp on. It's a, it's inside of it. It's got a, um, a guitar pickup and a hacksaw blade that vibrates at a, a really low sub E f- frequency um, when I stomp on it. And so it's, it's, it, it it's kind of like a, like a, a one tie ty- tined thumb piano for a, mm. um, th- to be played with your foot. A- and that, since most of our songs are in the key of E that fills out the low end a lot for many of our songs, it, it appears on. And for this record, um, it, you know, I I I thought we should uh, increase the range of our of what was happening in the 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 bass spectrum, the the field of bass notes, and so I built a new electronic instrument, and it's called the Mono Sequencer. And what happens again? It's stomp activated, but it's electronic, so I stomp on it, and it'll play a series of up to four. Uh, base notes electronically produced base notes and they're they're um here here it's it's sort of like a um trying to find a path between the the digital and the analog because they 're sort of uh it's it's uh it, the the machine at its heart has one of these arduino microcontrollers um but it's a pretty analog device and you can kind of tune it um higher and low it's not necessarily exactly on pitch and the the tempo at which it steps through each of the notes is is on a totally analog uh potentiometer dial so it's it's it can be a little bit uh it it, it's it's organic it's it's not really uh, it's a machine but it's a pretty organic machine um so that's that's what you're hearing on a lot of these a lot of these songs
0: Yeah, it sounds like a lot of so the song the, the what you're looking for in the songs is kind of dictating how you might build. I always kind of wanted to ask you this question. Are you are you are you building instruments for for specific song ideas or are you building instruments and then you use them on songs? Or is it both or
1: um I mean back in the in the in the Neptune days it, it was it was both, I would say, but um for 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 this it's for E it's definitely like, this is, this is the palette we're, we're working with. Um, And this mono sequencer was new, a new edition that I wanted for this record. And so I -hmm. I knew it was going to be, and that that was part of the idea that the, the, the album title too. I mean, the album is most of the lyrics are medical, but also there's, there are these other complications happening. One that I'm, I'm, now 2,000 miles away. And another that we're, we're complicating the, the musical materials that we're working with. We're, we're, we're adding in uh, more things happening in the bass range.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was a big difference on this record. I could hear right away is the bass, you know, the low frequencies that come in and out and it, it does sound organic. It sounds um, almost random in some cases, you know, it sounds, but, but uh but it's, it's great. It's really a great surprise when, when, that, when you hear that on that, on that song. Um, what, what else can we play? I love the song, the, the song Sunrise. Maybe we can play that next. Um, and then I'd like to um, play a couple, maybe a couple tracks from your earlier records. Uh, the band E is here. Talia Zedek, Jason Sanford, Gavin McCarthy. We're playing their new record Complications. This is the track Sunrise. You're listening to WZBC, 90.3 FM, Boston College. Here we're playing their new record complications. That was the track Sunrise. And thanks again for being on the show.
2: Sure. Thank you, Brian. Thanks
3: for having us.
0: So um, can we talk a little bit about um, your 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 histories? I know that I know that um, you know Toya you've played in, in, in a number of different bands, Calm and Uzi, and and Gavin has a long history with karate and 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 Jason, of course, with Neptune. Do, do you there's got to be a lot of there's a lot of history here and you know we haven't really talked about this before but when you're coming into a band and this band is is you know relatively new a few years right Wh- you know what are you I mean you're you're obviously bringing all that experience in um uh how how does that translate in terms of in terms of uh collaboration in terms of songwriting and in terms of in terms of say lyrics for example it sounds like it sounds like in this record, it's very much um, almost a democracy. It's like, it sounds like everyone has a chance to sing. Everybody has a chance to write. I mean, is that, was that the idea from the beginning or did it, did you sort of stumble on halfway through, you know, the second record? Oh, you know, maybe we should have all three people sing or, Oh, maybe we should, maybe we should try this sound or.
3: I think, I think we all from the beginning wanted more than one vocal. um, That we're, me and Jason were doing some kind of dual vocals from the very I think earliest songs and and really liked that. I mean, from from being the singer in a bunch of bands, I was pretty certain I did not want to be the lead singer in this band. So I was like I was like I, I definitely kind of felt like going in that I that I didn't want to sing all the songs and um I wanted other people to sing. So and then and then um when Gavin joined, I mean, he, he had ideas for vocals and stuff, and he's been singing, you know, and he has a great voice and is a a super strong singer. So he's been doing, I think on every record more and more. And on this record. Yeah. Like you said, it was totally evenly balanced between, I think I actually sing the least probably of the three of us, but I think we all kind of, I have a, a couple dual vocals, with Jason, and then I have one I do on my own, and yeah it's it's really spread out we and we like I like the a lot of using the voice trying to use the voice more as an instrument rather than as like a voice like you know, so as opposed to like the vocal being a harmony of the melody, the second vocal being just a harmony of the melody, the second vocal could be something rhythmic, you know and you know, just kind of yeah. That's great. Yeah. That.
0: Yeah. I love that too. I've been trying to think about that more using the voice is not, is not so much the lead vocal or the harmony vocal, but it could be anything. Right. I mean, it could be, yeah. it could be rhythmic. It could be, um, it could be non, non words, you know um, that kind of stuff is really interesting, especially if you get into choirs and, and, um, and, and harmonies where it's where it's all maybe all three of you singing. I mean, I don't hear a lot of all three of you singing together. It's usually, it's usually call and response or, or things like that. That might be an interesting direction. You know,
3: I don't think we ever, there's definitely songs that all three of us sing on, but I don't know if, is there anything that all three of us sing at the same time? I don't, I don't
2: know. You and and I both
0: say dead drop at the same time. Right. I think that's real powerful too. I love that.
2: (laughs) That's it. That's the the only time that happens. I think (laughs) you and, you and Jason sort of sing over each other with different lyrics on the archer from the first record.
3: Right. Yeah. We did that actually a lot on the first record we did. um, I want to feel good. It was double vocal. There was a few of those great light.
0: Oh yeah. Right. Right. Uh, You're listening to WZBC. The band E is here. This is free association WZBC. WZBC, we're listening to the music of E. I just played the track Down She Goes, and E is here. Talia Zedek, Jason Sanford, Gavin McCarthy. Um, I'd love to talk to you guys about um, live because uh, you've know, done a few tours now, and um, this is always a kind of an interesting question is how, how the live shows figure into um, your songwriting, how the live shows may figure into even just playing in a band. You know does the how has the band changed, and how have the songs changed as you play them live so for example, some of these songs you've recorded and then you go out and play them live do they are are some of these songs radically different from how you've recorded them, or do they all pretty much stay the same um, in terms of the structure I don't know i I feel like just off the top of my head that
2: it's not really different one that different in this particular band like things kind of stay the same, I think, in terms of the intent of the song live. Definitely. Yeah. I I mean, I think
1: we're a very, a really live oriented band. We don't talk about that when we're, when we're composing, but we're just, we're, I think we just naturally think about like, am I going to be able to do this live? And, And we wouldn't, we wouldn't really compose something if we couldn't once in a while in a great while there, I think we allowed, we encouraged one little guitar overdub somewhere on complications that Talia did some little crazy guitar overdub. That was like,
3: Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: forget which song that's on.
2: They're more present live. I think, and then we've heard that from people at the shows where the presentation of the songs is just much more, compelling I think in a live setting for one because of volume of course um, but I think it's just a little you know a, a recorded piece of music is a very static and very sort of dead thing <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I know what you mean I mean this band we talked about this before is this band is alive is more is, is I, I think of as a live band it wouldn't really work with without the three of you and it's very individualistic, as opposed to a recording band. Um, but I, I'm like you. I, I always most of the records I've done have, have, always been, have always been come out of live shows, and then we finally record. Yeah. It's very rare that where we do a, where we do a record, and then we go. Actually, the last the last record, the Beat Circus record, we 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 recorded, and then we we never played it live. And Then we went to play it live, and actually, what happened was there were all these interesting things that happened on tour that man, I really wish that was on the record. Like just oh, yeah. a guitar line, little simple guitar yeah, line that yeah. I played on a song, or or maybe some strings that happened. It's like, man, that would have been great, you know. So that's exactly why I I don't normally do that, is because I like I like playing live, and then you developed it live, and then you go in the recording studio, and by the time you get into the recording studio, you've had all that all that time to think through it. Um, I'd love to talk about. Um, Maybe you guys can think about a track to play. I mean, we were just talking about how I, I discovered Horse Lords through this. I discovered so many great bands through through asking people to to bring in tracks. Um, did you guys have something to um, to share?
3: Yeah, I I thought about it. Um, been thinking about it, and um, I, I I was thinking I'd like to play a track by um, Tara Jane O'Neill, um, who's a, a musician and artist. Um, she's living out in the West Coast now. And I've been following for a while. She was actually in the band Rodan out oh, okay. of Louisville, the sort of seminal band Rodan. She was super young at the time. So um she's gone on to do a lot of stuff since then. But um she just put out a record like really recently called Songs for Peacock. And um it was dedicated to her brother who who died this past year. And um it's a kind of like reworkings of all these songs that she was into when she was a teenager. Um which used to listen to. And it's all recorded on this like funky old cheesy, you know, eighties, you know, electronic equipment recorded at home. And, um, and so the album's called, and I I think it's really cool. um, The album's called songs for Peacock by Tara Jane O'Neill. And the track I'd like to play is um, happy house, which is a cover of a Susie and the Banshees.
0: Wow. cool, Cool. Cool. Let's play that. Now you're listening to WZBC. The band E is here. This is Free Association right here on 90.3 FM, Boston College. association you're listening to wzbc 90.3 that was tara jane o'neill and happy house recommended by talia uh gavin you got a you got a tropical f storm for us here
2: yeah i sent you the link uh to that particular tropical f storm song which uh that is i guess for the last year or two has been my favorite rock band
0: yeah you've been Um, following them for a while now right
2: yeah i fell in love with them
0: like australia they're Australian, Australian. Australian, yeah. And have you seen um, I haven't seen them live yet. Have you have I you checked s- them I've out? I've seen
2: them I've seen them twice. The first time I drove down to New York about a year and a half ago cuz they weren't coming up to Boston. And then I saw them maybe a year ago or I don't know when at this point. A year ago um at uh Great Scott. So that will have been the last show that I saw it Great Scott, now that that club is closing down. And uh, they're just killer. They're just, a, I really like their, you know, it's got this sort of, you know, taste of like 90s, like heavy Fender guitar kind of sound, whammy bars and distortion and single coil <laughs> pickups or something. And then they, they sort of blown out drum sounds, um, really great lyrical delivery. Um, by at least three, three of them, I think, sing, and um,
0: yeah, his vocals his, are really strong. On his know, vocals fantastic. are
2: good, yeah. and the rest of the band too. Um, one of the guitar players, she, she has her own song on the second record, which is really good. Um, all their lyric writing, I think, is really great. Like the the male um singer, I really love his rhythm in his phrasing. And it's just really natural. His phrasing is really relaxed and natural, but it comes out in these um, you know, interesting rhythmic ways too. And it's well,
0: yeah, really it's really funny too. Some of his lyrics are great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, he's got they've got a song about the Gary Kasparov versus Deep Blue chess match. I see. <laughs> is that on the new record? S- no, that's on the I've heard that one. I think that's on the first record. Okay. And then they've got this really long ballad song about like this internet like conspiracy meme about like a like an escaped Nazi in South America or something. It's really like, you know, it's like this beautiful song. But then you sort of realize what they're singing about, which I only was able to tell from reading about it. Mm -hmm. It's Like this completely ludicrous internet meme or something like that. But I don't know. I just think they're a great band. Really great.
4: and shine, your fine, man, even if you're feeling kind of wonky on your legs, if you're wondering who woke up, you woke up, we just have not figured out which you, yet. you ain't dreaming, that means what's not, yeah, is beyond you, you'll see only what it represents, but now you've got to get up, cause time is nagging more than ever, like a dog humping your leg, so get up, get up. And strange, but when all said and done, it's just a massive cut. So stop back, then like your problems don't jump out of a cake. The sun's is in, it's too bright to see. Don't watch a not on Victoria Street. So we're gonna buy some shades and keep it under wraps. Don't make an eye contact with Pikachu's or Money Cats. And I remember a time
5: when life is simple like a glass of water, simple like a glass of water. Crystal clears any bar
4: through mirror. You're like a snake with its toss up, its head messed up, thinking, not feeling with this heat and stink. School bus, street bus, the crushed skulls of watermelons, falling down the drain of color Indian ink. There's myself snoozing after doing some boozing. Have one of them dreams where you're losing your teeth. He's sleeping in a door and wa- was wis tight, tight, snoring neath the sign, saying it's up to lease police. And the tram thunders low, going ding ding gone. The driver's staring through the windscreen in a trance. The hours are way too long for then to the pay his shit. I hit his saving all his money for a hair transplant. Oh. Some soccer mummies introduced him to the pig A horse is higher than a junkies But like everybody else she just buying everything on tick And there's
5: Veronica on
4: He left the filing and now it's in the car Man, beauty got a raw deal there And I ain't fair And you can hear it in a laugh If Josh, she's so unhappy You'll Mornings need the grocery awnings, Making sure the only arrests around here uh, Cardiac has got your back He'll ask you if you're chasing And send your money to some cameo up and salmon And I remember a time when life
5: was Simple like a glass of water Simple like a glass of water
4: but now it's crystal clear as any bathroom mirror Crystal clear as any bathroom mirror And there's a snore Where it's old Subaru A laughing gas He says he hasn't lost a patient yet He smoked it up around the corner Where you gave up Trying to guess what goes on In other people's heads It's hard to tell How far yeah. knowing you it. It's hard to tell
0: Free Association, you're listening to WZBC 90.3 FM. That's Tropical F-Storm with Brain Drops, recommended by Gavin. The band E is here. Gavin McCarthy, Talia Zedek, Jason Sanford, thanks for coming on.
3: Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you, Brian. We're playing their new record, Complications. I want to end with this track, the first track off the record, another one of my favorite tracks called Caught, right here on Free Association, WZBC 90.3 FM, Boston College.